Well, joining us now on the program is Madeline Manning Mims, gold and silver medalist in women's track and field, and she has served as a chaplain for many past Olympics, including this most recent one in Tokyo. Actually, she wasn't in Tokyo this time. She was a virtual chaplain. Madeline, there's nothing virtual about you. You're the real deal. Welcome back to the program. (laughs) Thank you. It's great to be back. How does a virtual chaplaincy work? Well, you use your social media, and you can do Zoom. You can do podcasts. Uh, I did a couple of chapel services where they kind of canned it and had it ready to go on the Sundays that the athletes were in competition, and they can go on there and pull it up anytime during the whole few weeks that they're there and have access to that uh, one-on-one uh, WhatsApp. There are ways to communicate, um, but this was kind of new to me because I'm not big on doing a lot of social media um, just because I'm older. <laughs> and, and I'm not really into a whole lot of that, but I had to get into a lot of it to communicate with the athletes and basically encourage them and, and uh, you know, when they did really well, just congratulate them and praise them. And when they didn't do well and you saw the disappointment on their face on television, you know, to encourage them and love on them and say, hey, you haven't lost any love here. <laughs> Madeline, when did you start serving as a chaplain for the Olympic teams? Actually, in 1984, I was called in by a sports ministry to help work um, international outreach of young Christian athletes who wanted to share their platform in the community. And so they brought me in to basically be an example of how to do it. So they watched what I did and uh, basically followed after that format. And so it started then, 1988 in Seoul was the first official Olympic chaplains team that was brought in. And there were 25 international men and two ladies, a young lady who was from Norway and myself. And I was the only Olympian on the team. So I reached out to them and kind of helped them understand what the culture was all about, what um, the time span for reaching athletes, and just how to do it, um, Mm -hmm. because I had been there, you know? How would you describe this latest round of women's track and field at the Tokyo Games? Oh, (laughs) the women were awesome. Yes, they were. I'm telling you, I I was so proud of our ladies and how they just rebound. It's been a hard time for all the athletes in having to try to reset and start all over again and pull back and then try to hit your peak at a certain time. And um, some people didn't make it, you know, some just couldn't do that. And others uh, really persevered through And they showed that they had put the time, the work, they had been creative to figure out how to work out when everything was shut down. Mm -hmm. Um, It was very meaningful. And I was looking at also the 
recognition that was given to a lot of mothers that had come back uh, battling to try to get back to the top, not only because of the COVID restrictions, but the fact that they had a little one now. And that little one was the focus of uh, their life, and they surrounded everything around the little one. It was it's it was precious to watch. Well, that um, that's a perfect lead into what Allison Felix has created for just such a yeah. case. Do you want to share about that? Yeah. Well, Allison, you know, I remember them calling me and asking me to pray for Allison because she, I didn't at the time, I didn't even know she was pregnant, but she had just gone into the hospital, was having a lot of trouble. Um, delivering the baby and her life was in danger. The baby's life was in danger. And for her to come back from all of that with the assistance and uh, the strength of her husband, her mom and dad, her family, uh, it was awesome to see how she came all the way back and was able to, it's not easy to be an elite athlete on the United States team. We have so much talent. And for her to come back and was able to um, hit uh, the high heights and, you know, go home with a, a gold and a bronze medal to add to her other eight. <laughs> so she she actually added, that's right, she, this was 11. Correct. The, the, the relay was the, her 11th gold medal. But, um, Madeline? She, she really made a strong statement about motherhood. Absolutely. Set this straight. Now, I know that she is the most decorated track athlete in U.S. history mm-hmm. at this point. She's surpassed Carl Lewis's 10 medal record. But does right. she hold the, the record in the world for the most medals of a track athlete? Um, no, though, probably that would go to swimmers, you know, with uh, Michael Phelps. Okay. But in uh, track. It, oh, in track and field, yes. Okay. Yes. She has surpassed a lot of people. Well, she has at least a little girl, I know, because I saw a picture she has a little girl. online. Yeah. And so she has used her poll to help scholarship other women athletes who are moms who need someone mm-hmm. to take care of their children while they're competing in games such as the Olympics. And what a fabulous thing she's begun for these female athletes. Well, you know what? I remember... When little John, who is not little anymore, he's a full-grown man. Your son, that <laughs> was a very nice son. man. Yes, very yes. nice man. At two years old, when I was getting ready to go over to the Montreal Games in 1976. No, no, no. It was 1972 because he was two years old when we were in training camp. I remember we had a birthday party for him and everything. He had no clue what was going on. Um but I remember what it felt like them telling me, we're sorry, but you'll not be able to take him over to Munich with you. And I had just come out of a really um, tragic divorce. And, you know, it was, I had to make sure that my son was okay. So I was on the brink of leaving the team. And um, I actually had to talk with the ladies um, that were on the U.S. track and field team because they were they were just really ready to rally around me and know if, if she can't go, you know, because I was their captain. Mm-hmm. And then we're not going out. Like, well, hold, hold, wait, wait. This 
is my part. You know, this is something that I have to deal with. You guys have worked so hard to get here. I will not allow you to do that. But, you know, the camaraderie around just like, wow, she's a mom that she's a single mom now and, you know, she needs some help. And Mm -hmm. so she's going to, I was so close to coming home. The only thing is that my mother called me and we were talking and she said, bring him here to me. And that's what gave me peace. And I did. I brought him there and then I went on and joined the team and went over. Well, thank so, God for grandmas, right? For real. <laughs> and, uh, and that's where you won the silver medal. Correct. Mm-hmm. And a 4 by 400 relay. Well, let's talk about, uh, I guess it would be four years preceding that, 53 years ago. You, mm. you set a record and brought home the gold. Tell us what you brought home a gold medal for. 800 meters. It was no one had from the United States had ever been even in the finals of the women's 800 meters. And definitely at that time, no African-American woman was even competing in, in anything. No woman of color was competing from uh, any country really? in the 800 right. I was the only black girl that was competing. And so the myth was that women of color could not run long distance because they had fast twitch muscles. They did not have endurance. So when I won that, it opened up the world to the fact that, wait a minute, this is not true. Did you just see how far she left her competition? And she is a black woman, and it opened up doors everywhere across the world. I'm talking with Madeline Manning Mims. I'm David Warren, your host on the program today. And this was a big year in Tokyo for Madeline, even though she was here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, serving as a virtual chaplain. Uh, Tell us how this story has come full circle now in 2021. It started off, without me knowing it, about five years ago, five or six years ago, when a thing mo who won the gold medal this year, was running AAU. And a friend of mine would call me and she said, there's a girl here that looks just like you, Madeline, her long legs and everything. And I was like, really? She said, would you talk to her? She knows all about you. So I said, sure. I do it all the time with kids. And I talked to her and we, you know, I just encouraged her. And she told me, she said, I want to be just like you. You know, you hear that a lot, you know, (laughs) and so I was like, okay, well, you know, the work that you have to do, do you know, the cost that you have to pay and, you know, and you need to have Jesus as the head of your life. Good for you. And she's like, yes, ma'am. And um, I had forgotten all about it. I've been watching a thing run as a freshman at 18 years old in the NCAA indoors and watched her run a 158-something in the indoors by herself. I mean, she had other competition there, but she just took out and left everybody. And I said, that girl is dangerous. She is dangerous. She has potential that she doesn't even know about. Then I watched her do outside NCAA. Then I watched her in the trials. When I saw her run a 156 in the trials and leave everybody, I said, she's going to win the gold. 
she is going to win the gold. She is prepped for this. And so sure enough, she comes into Tokyo as the top leading 800-meter runner in the world. Now, check this out. The same way I came into Mexico, I was undefeated for two years before Mexico. She has been undefeated within the last year and going in eight. So she came in as the top seed. She wins her heat. She wins her semis easily. And I'm like, she is so comfortable. Um, And sure enough, she won the gold medal. But this is the strange thing. When we looked at it, they were showing her going through the line Mm -hmm. and how far her competition, the second girl, was trying to catch her but couldn't. It was the same amount of space that I had ran because they showed her. Then they showed me running through the line and how far. It was spooky. I mean, I'm standing there watching her run my race, run the exact way I ran in 68. Wow. It was unbelievable. And when they interviewed her, I said, do you know the history of the women's 800? She said, oh, yes. I followed the 800-meter women, and Miss mm-hmm. Madeline Manning, I watched her uh, run and win. She was the first woman for the United States that set, set historical um, uh, reaches for women all over the world. And I said, I want to be just like her. And so I came here in my mind with a goal set to win that gold medal, make the United States proud of me, make African-American proud of me, and make Madeline Manning proud of me. It would be and so I cool if... do anything to just cry. Well, like the rest of us, it would be so cool if the two of you could, tra- yeah. could travel together and speak as a team. Oh, I don't know about all of that, but I tell you one thing. I definitely want the world to see us meet because... There is a bonding that we have, and we've never personally met. But there is—it's that—it's got to happen, and it's got to happen in front of the world so that they can be touched by the bond that happened fifty-three years. I have been waiting fifty-three years for someone in America to rise up and bring that gold medal back now, to the United States, Madeline. Isn't yeah. God so good in that the year that you are required to stay home and be a virtual chaplain instead of going to the games mm. as you have every four years, that your name would be spoken worldwide more times yeah. this round? How well, wonderful is God? How strange. So much I'm attention. He and, works. And, and, yeah. and, and let me just interject this. Mm-hmm. Every about 30 minutes, there would be a Visa commercial that would come on television starring Madeline Manning Mims. How did that happen? That is still a mystery to me because I don't know how they got my name um, and how they found me for this specific uh, outreach to the world. The theme was making it, and it really was a picture of my life story. Um. When I made that, I was so into it because I was speaking from my own heart. Um, But that's the main thing. I have never done a commercial in my life 
And all of a sudden, for this to take place, in fact, after they had interviewed her and everything, the actual Visa commercial came on. Mm-hmm. And there I was doing the commercial, and, and so it's it's been it's been a uh, I don't even know how to put the words behind this this spin on my life is I call it God's unveiling. Hmm. All these years I've been busy about my father's business, but I haven't been out there in the forefront, um, you know, like some celebrities are. Okay. I have not been, I chose to be a servant, to follow after the directions that God had for me to do and reaching other young athletes and reaching children all over the the world, really, and, and people. But this is a total unveiling of my life. And a lot of opportunities are opening up to me now. But I'm just excited about what's happening and just didn't know that this would actually happen for me. Well, I think it's time for a movie about Madeline Manning Mims personally, but <laughs> I'm with you on that one. I am definitely with you on that one. Hey, I went to YouTube and watched the visa commercial because I wanted to see it slowly and not just, you know, oh, there, there it is, you know, stop, 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 or pay attention. So <laughs> everyone can go to YouTube and just type in Madeline Manning Mims visa commercial and enjoy. Well, what's next for you, Madeline? Well, um, we are in the process of, you know, trying to get ready for the Paralympics and then the Winter Games and see how it's going to work there. Some of our ideas that we use for the Olympics, you know, for the Summer Olympics are going to go on and cross over to the the Paralympics as well. Uh, we did what is called the inspirational moments where we had different alumni come on for a 60 second clip and share something that happened or they experienced in their Olympic journey to encourage the athletes that are, you know, in competition now. So hopefully much of that will go over and cross over. And then I'll be here also um, virtually to reach out to many of them. Wonderful. Well, you have so many fans and friends, really, and family. Mm. Let's call them your family listening in today. Uh, How can they reach you and congratulate you and keep in touch? Well, you know, now that I'm on uh, uh, social media, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, and I'm on Facebook. So... Um, a lot of people have been talking to them. That's the first time I've had this many people <laughs> that I don't know uh, who have been contacting me and encouraging me and saying how much they enjoyed it and retweeting, and I- I'm learning all about that. Um, but, yeah, that's the best way to get in touch with me Um and I'd really appreciate it. Well, you know, you've always got that little two-year-old son that's now a grown man that can help you if you need help, John. <laughs> yes, he's already been in the game. <laughs> All right, Madeline, thank you for your time. Let's stay in touch. And okay. uh, the road show will continue after this. The road show is a listener favorite, which airs each weekday here on the Oasis Radio Network, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Central. The Roadshow also has a great section on our website, oasisnetwork.org. 
There you'll find audio archives of select past interviews, plus guest lineup, and contact information and links to our Roadshow sponsors and its hosts. So join us for the Roadshow, whether on your radio or on your computer at oasisnetwork.org. Thank you, Kathy. That is the voice of Kathy Mink, and she was our host on the previous episode with Debbie McNeely. The name of that episode is called The Witness Stand, and I highly recommend that. So you can check that out after this program or episode ends here in just a few moments. Um, Be sure to share your favorite episodes with your family and friends around the world, and you can even share a link to this podcast. And so that way they can hear all the episodes and they can subscribe. And of course, if you have not subscribed yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button and then you'll receive all the new episodes of The Roadshow. They'll come right there to your mobile devices and you can enjoy them as we update at least once a week. And some of the podcast platforms give you an opportunity to write a review. So if you're enjoying this podcast, make sure that you do write a positive review for the program because the higher that number is or that rating is, that just attracts more people scanning through the many, many podcasts out there. And of course, we want them to discover this podcast and really have their life changed with all this wonderful information. Okay, let's do stay in touch. Uh, I'm going to be giving some contact information here as we close out the program. Again, I'm David Warren. I've been your host. And before I sign off, I want to introduce you to our sound man who has produced all of these episodes that you've heard so far and will hear in the future. His name is Tim Maroney. You've probably heard us refer to, hey, Tim, and you'll hear him talking from across the console, but he's got the microphone on today. So greet the people, and we're glad that you're helping us with this podcast. Thank you, David Warren. Hello, everybody. And thank you for tuning in to the Oasis Radio of Ministry. That's right. How many years have you been here at Oasis Radio Network. Since 1994, so is that 27? You, you do the math. That sounds about right. Yeah. 94, 104, or 2004, 2014, and then 27 yeah, this 20, past April. 27 years. You have produced, would you say, at least hundreds. Would you say you're, you've done thousands of episodes? Of the Roadshow? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When we say episodes on the radio airwaves, programs, but here in podcast world, we call them episodes, but it's basically the same thing. Programs is what it really is. So um, I won't ask you what your favorite program has been or your favorite host because I'm staring at you right now. (laughs) No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Hey, thank you, everybody. And again, a big thanks goes out to Madeline Manning Mims. She truly is golden. I'm David Warren, and it's been another great Roadshow. You've been listening to The Roadshow. If you'd like to write to us, here's our address. The Roadshow, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. Our email address is roadshow at oasisnetwork.org. The views of today's guest aren't necessarily those of this station, But we do appreciate and thank our guest for spending this time with us. The Roadshow, an Oasis Network presentation.